Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Son Rento and the love of Olu Sears. Michael Cotton. Son Rento. Boudreaux's Son Rento. In your face. Oh wow! That's got some vibrato there. Yeah, you're like you're like the Mario Lanza of uh, Cubs podcast screaming people. I don't know what that. You know, Mario. I think Lanza I'm like the Elvis. I just had an aneurysm while sitting down. <laughs> Were you eating a peanut butter and chocolate sandwich on the <laughs> toilet? Because then, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. We are talking about the Cubs here today, uh, who just got swept. This show is brought to you by our 108. Patreon subscribers, thank you very much for uh, subscribing to us and getting the podcast early and ad-free and uh, being a big part of it. Uh, We got Michael Cotton, per usual, and special guest host today. Very the very hilarious Joe Kilgallen, great friend of ours, great friend of the show, been on here before, but now he's going to come on and talk about the Cubs with us. So hi, hi, Joe. Welcome to the to the Sun Ranto Madness. It's the evening. Great to be part of the madness. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Cotton. Uh, this is gonna be wonderful. Thank you for a wonderful evening, boys. It's, let's talk some Cubs. <laughs> hey, you, you see? Did you? Are you off on your meds today or something again? Because you seem very chill for a guy who just had his team swept on the West Coast. You know, I'm in the acceptance phase of grief. I believe <laughs> with this 2022 Cubs team, where I've just gladly. It's one of those things where, yeah, I watched the games over the weekend, and I was. A few times saying, son of a bitch, come on. And and then the game's over and you're like, all right, yeah. this is not the year anyway, whatever. Well, before we get started, I do want to plug your show. It's coming up this Sunday at Zany's. There you are. Oh, look at all handsome. July 17th. Uh, that's where, where is that? That's in uh, Rosemont, Illinois. Rosemont, yeah. Rosemont. It, yeah, right I, I went the there a, a little bit ago. They, you got, got, they got pretty good nachos. I had nachos while watching our friend Eric Wheelow over there. Um, but I'm going to drop the link in the chat here. Y'all should go. 
and sell this sucker out. Laugh really big. This is like the lead up to your hour long special that's going to be filmed in New York in the fall. So uh, definitely um, check it out. Um, and any uh, new material you're doing here? Or are you just like honing in on the good stuff? It's pretty much all new material that hasn't been like released on any you know youtube or tiktok or instagram or anything like that so i mean if someone saw me do stand up a month or two ago yeah you're gonna hear some jokes i did then but this is a, a whole new hour that i'm putting together and this will be like the first time i'm pretty much attempting it because i'm running it a bunch before i film it in september in new york all right cool man well good luck break a leg i'm sorry i will be out of town i can't go but uh uh, I'll be getting back too late to go to it. But um, anyway, here's uh, Carrie Bronner-Meyer saying, I miss Joe on lockdown. Well, guess what? He's here now. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Carrie. Or we Car pay a lot Carrie. less on this show, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, not much more. <laughs> not much, yeah, not much, but definitely less. Well, I'll still be doing it. <laughs> um, also, as always, if you comment in the chat, hashtag chance, you could win this fabulous Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me in the mail. There are only six left. So there's really not a lot of chances to get your chance card. Uh, so hashtag chance in the chat. And I do want to mention just real uh, off the top of the, the bat that, um, you know, it's Amazon Prime Day tomorrow and the next day. And we have that Amazon search bar links situation. So if you're going to be shopping on Prime, please use our links. It's sunranto.com slash Amazon. Uh, and then you just click our link and you shop on Amazon and you buy the crap you were going to buy anyway, except for that you're helping out the show. That's all it is. And as always, we're, you know, I should mention we're giving away our Amazon prize of the month, which is we randomly pick an item to win. And check this out. Uh, Maggie May, she won the last Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses from Amazon. And uh, she, I came to her in the mail. I sent her a Sunranto show women's shirt and uh, said – she said, what a kick-ass podcast, band, and kick-ass package to get today. Thank you. I'm going to take my fun dip, that's the winning prize, and fill my shot glass, LOL, nah, LOL. <laughs> I would actually love to see her try to take a shot of fun dip, just like an entire shot glass filled with cherry or whatever and just dump that whole thing right in her mouth. Yeah. No, I'd, 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 I'd put that on the show. Because the, 100%. The that would be really, great. But check out the fabulous things people have been buying so far this month. We got somebody's bought a, a pool skimmer. So somebody out there, one of our listeners has a pool. So that's Ooh. pretty cool. They got to invite us over. Uh, the 25th anniversary edition of The Artist Way was the first thing purchased this month. Uh, are you familiar with that book? I, I must have received it in my 20s as a birthday present no less than 17 times. I feel like, yeah, the artist way. Um, you write every day and you think about things like an artist would think about them. It's a great, it's a great book. That I'm 99% sure I've read it. I had, a, I had a year where I read every book that someone threw at me, um, and there's a ton of them. And I feel like there was a sequel to the artist way, too, where I was like, this guy's really milking it, you know? I mean, <laughs> you got it all done in the first book, pal, you know? The, the artist way was the first one, and uh, the unemployment line is the second one. Yeah, like, telling yeah. you, just just teaching you how to navigate the, you know, the government system the, there. The artist way to collect unemployment and get food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How to live off your parents, all that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> how, how, do you live in, how to live in your parents' basement on $50 a, a week. The best um, places to squat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get in all into this. forms of that word. Let's get into this series. Cubs got swept. We 
lost by two runs three times, one run once. And, you know, they weren't bad games. Like, I enjoyed I, – I, I painted my living room while this was going on. Three late-nighters. I'm like, this would be great. I'll just work, 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 have the game on. Pat Hughes, uh, you know, the coom dog. It was – I was entertained. It wasn't terrible. So yeah, overall, I actually – Overall series feelings. I stayed up pretty late to watch uh, three of these games. Um I did, you know, I was, I was a little relieved when they went to, you know, clown ball because I just shut that shit off at 12.05, you know, because I don't watch that stuff, but, uh, no, it was good. The thing that I noticed, the biggest difference between these two, like organizations where they're at right now, the Dodgers trust their starters. Like, we saw Gonsolin out there in the first game, then Anderson. And, uh, like, Anderson gave up three runs, like a homer, and then uh, some, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting all confused with thinking of all the games at once. But in, like, two innings, he gave up three runs, right? There is no way in hell for the last five years that there, that anybody on the Cubs – past the fifth inning is going to get to go back out there. And well, they just let him go back reason, I think there's a reason for that. Well, <laughs> but, but we saw well, Hendricks, Hendricks in 2020 pitched a lot of innings. He was like top five in the NL in innings pitched in 2020. So it was you Darvish, but the well, last 2020 year, was the 60 game. It's 60 games. So yeah, I mean, they probably figured it's a sprint this year. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'd like to see starters go a little bit longer. I think they're trying to with the younger guys. It's funny because Remember like a week or two ago, they gave Thompson another inning or Steele another inning, one of the two. Going they, in, in Milwaukee. Yes, mm-hmm. and they gave up a bunch of runs. I remember people being really pissed off, being like, oh, he should have just went six innings and it would have been a much better line. And I'm like, no, screw that. We This is the season for that. When well, you're okay. in a rebuilding year, you're supposed to test to see who could survive the third time through the order, who could do all this shit. And if they get lit up, so what? You're getting the info. This is what a rebuilding year is about. It's about gaining information. I hate it. I hate that to use the word rebuilding, but that's the truth of the matter. So, But, yeah, I agree with you, Con. I'd like to see them go a little bit longer overall, but I and, think they're trying to watch their arms. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm with you on that. Uh, I think it was a Keegan Thompson start. The problem with that one was that in the sixth, he actually did start to get hit around. And uh, so putting, and then he got, or was that the one that he got rattled because of what happened because of the replay? There was I don't know, but Paul. he, I remember yeah, yeah, and he got rattled, and uh, was, and he just couldn't. I don't know. One game, he just couldn't finish out. That was well, that these, was a headspace these thing. Young not guys, these thing. young guys, and then when you got the bad defense kind of going behind you, oh, they're yeah. not getting the balls, and the defensive efficiency ratio is terrible. It's like bottom of the league and then so it makes it tougher for those guys because they're pitching longer into games there's like you know say a suzuki they were out of that inning say i think that was the oh third, yeah third game a ball bounces off his heel brant brown style like i didn't know where and i feel like uh, that was the second game that was anderson yeah i think it, out there not because kershaw was the third game say say you drop the right? ball in yes kershaw the, was the third game yeah, the, well, let's let's start with, with game. Yeah, yeah, let's just let's just let's get just, into these. You want me to in. drop a poem yeah, here? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. Give us a poem about game one, and uh, I'll give you some background music. 
By the way, I, we can upload our own background music soon. Um, it's good, one of a new, the new features. So I'm going to have to write you some poetry, like vibe music. <laughs> so, so we have original songs in there. But in the meantime, you get dance pop. In the meantime, I have to figure out how to do this with this crazy music in my head sometimes. All right, Cubs poem 83, Chicago 3, L.A. Dodgers 5. Showtime, Lighter's Line isn't good. Dodgers deep in Hollywood. Morell locked in on Gonsolin through a hard 7, 111. But Kimbrel's L.A. man bun can't get it done. Cubs fake, a rally run, but end of day, Velasquez K. That's it. Yeah, um, the the fun the good let's start with the good stuff on this is that um, Kimbrel almost blew the stave at the end. That was fun to see. Well, he did I, blow the stave. Well, yeah, he blew it, it, but he but either way, they they ended up winning the game. But and, uh, yeah, he got the win instead of the save. Thirty one pitches though. Uh, you you get to back to the end of that, and then you got poor Nelson Velasquez watching a ball right down the pipe to end it. But you you were still in it, though. You were in that game the whole time. Tony Gonsolin, where did this guy come from? I mean, he's just he's amazing, having quite the year that nobody, I think, was in, expecting. I heard some of the Dodgers um, dudes say, and he's like, hey, you know, gosh, our, our farm system's better than even we thought um, with this guy coming up. But it's kind of like the moment that, you know, lighters up there, gets lit up in the first inning. Uh, right away, Mookie Betts hits the second pitch of the game out of the park. And it's like, all right, here we go again. I'm fi- figuring it's going to be just terrible. And then it wasn't so bad. But Leiter did give up a lot of home runs, though. I mean, there just wasn't a lot of guys on base when it happened. Lux the, hit, right. I was going to say, the, the thing that hit. saved him was the fact that, like, they, uh, it was a lot of solo shots. I think there was, there was three home runs. One of them had – one of them was a two-run shot and then two singles. Well, Bet's hit too. Well, uh, Bet's second one was not against Lighter, though. Yeah, it was against Rucker. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't. Morel. Yeah, looking at the real, real quick, I was looking at the starting pitchers' lines. I mean, Smiley was bad. Two innings, four yeah. earned. Well, that's, first that's, game, that's game. That's uh, game four. Oh, okay, that's right. But game. Or game we're one we're is on game Lighter. One. Right. Yeah, Lighter well, did it fine. Lighter was solid. You know, for a guy who. Well, I don't know that I would say solid. He made it through five. He gave you five, and the game wasn't out of hand. But like, that, that's my, I mean, solid for a guy who shouldn't be on the team because he goes, <laughs> right. he shouldn't goes be from starting the games. Bullpen to the starting rotation to this. Fine by his standards. Fine by a spot start. If, if you have a guy giving you a spot start and he gives you five K. innings and four, you kind of accept that. You're not thrilled with it. But again, the bullpen locked down from there, like you said. Except you know, Hughes gave up one. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Rucker gave up the one at the end there. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. You you lose who, the game. Hold on. Five. Who else was surprised that Rucker is on this team? When he walked out there, I was like, who the? F- well, he's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just like, wait. Oh, did, did, oh, they got rid of him again. When they called up Smiley, I believe Rucker got. Rucker sent down. went. Okay. Yeah, it <laughs> I was wasn't so confused. Good. Yeah, it wasn't great. Gave up that home run, had a and two hits. But yeah, the three home runs though is a little concerning, especially at night at Dodger Stadium where the ball doesn't carry as well. But I guess it was like kind of lighter later because it was what seven o'clock their time when it's early earlier in the game. And yeah. I because I know at night it's harder to hit it out of there. In the daytime, it flies, which we kind of saw. But um, 
Anyway, I didn't I didn't mind this game so much. It's just like, okay, we gave them a good shot. We roughed up their closer, Kimbrel, Cubs win the trade, and then, you know, then we move on to game two. Oh, I guess we should do a poem though. Well, hold on. Let's, hit a home let's, run. Let's we should talk do. real quick though. We I don't want to get out of this game without noting uh Morel. Right. Oh, hitting a two run homer. Yeah. Bouncing that one right off the top of the fence there. Uh I don't remember who who they had out there that right past his glove, but that was pretty excellent. That was that was a lot of fun. I'm, I just I don't know. I love I love watching this kid right now. So definitely a bright spot of this season. Yep. So uh, Hap ended up going two for four uh, as well in this game. So only six hits for the Cubs. One third of them were future All Star Ian Haps. So he made the team. We'll talk about that in the second half or in the second section of our show. So game two. You got a poem? I do. Hold on. Let me find Okay. We should rock through this. There's four games this time. Here's some. Cubs poem 84, Chicago 3, LA 4. Keegan carrying Cubs. Horner hit the homer. Morell's butt burned in haps. Double drop Dodgers down. Why does Willie wave? Suzuki kicked a can of corn. Getting Keegan kicked. Lamb mashed Martin. Closer can't close. Free runner failing, lovable losers lose. Very nice. Um, yeah, Keegan continued to pretty much shove in this game. I mean, this guy has also been, I think, a surprise to everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, you go extra innings. Anderson was great. Uh, you got Hap running on that one ball, getting thrown to the plate by Tyler <laughs> so, Anderson, giving it, you know, giving Anderson a shoulder on the way in. Like, what? what you- okay. What is going on with the Cubs at third base? Do they not understand how to run from third to home on grounders? They fucking do this all the time. As soon as the ball's hit, they're off. They're they're not fucking holding up. They're not looking. They're they're just gone, and they're getting thrown out at home all the time. Like some people, are like oh well, they need to be aggressive and blah blah, blah and, and and keep them guessing, and maybe they make a mistake. Look, they've scored like one fucking run doing this. They that ball right there. How in the fuck are you? Like it just went straight to the pitcher. Pitcher's like, right? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it was a fucking swinging bunt. And that's why I said, why does Willie wave? Fucking dude just sends every – I swear to God. He's he's like – it's Little League out there. Wait, maybe if Willie. he touches the ball, you fucking run. It doesn't matter, you know, because there's no reason for him to run. Nobody's pushing him. It's not a force out. And they're just getting gunned down at the well, plate. It would be even dumber if it was a force out to run. Um, but no, I hear you. Not to cut you off, Danny. It's been like this for a decade now. I don't know if it was an organizational thing, but growing up, they talked about you know playing in high school ball. There's something called the contact play, meaning as soon as you get a good secondary you, lead, you go. and yeah. as soon as there's contact, you fucking go. Because more times than not, you're probably going to be okay. The Cubs... I don't know. You're right, though. You're right. They never score I don't, on it. I don't They're, see other teams doing this, Joe. They we, do, we, though. They, I, other teams do it. It's a common play. But I don't know if it's advanced metrics where teams just know to defend better now. But it was a thing for a while where you would go. Because unless it's hit directly to the pitcher or to the third baseman, you got a good shot if you break on contact. But here's here's the thing. 
I don't think other teams are doing it the way the Cubs are doing it because I, I like the they're literally they're, they're, they're just off in, in no man's land, like right away. Well, you and have bad you, spots. You, you, I agree. Got, they're probably picking bad spots. Yeah, you you just wait. You wait like a half a beat and make no, because then you're definitely out. Like you yeah. either got to no, 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 go. No, no you you're get, not. If you no, get you him are. throwing, you the, can't wait. No, guys. The time he throws the first, there's no way you're going to make it. Over. If you wait even one second, I'm not up, saying go back, back to, to fucking third and then go. Well, then I'm saying throws, if you're too far, uh, away it's from a half a beat. Throws, These guys are getting fucking thrown out at home. Like, hey, I know by that. a mile. I'm just saying I don't know what the better way to do it. Like the the idea well, is to not making how the it Cubs are doing it wrong way. That's just wrong because they're they're showing it over and over. Anyway. I don't see other teams <laughs> getting beat like this. It's frustrating, but uh, the one the thing I want to talk about though is who is in the wrong here? Hap going in with a shoulder into their pitcher. Tyler Anderson taking exception to that, grabbing Hap and throwing him on to home plate violently. He threw him. Literally, no one, no one was in the wrong. Hap did what he was supposed to do. The fucking pitcher did what he did. Shouldn't you try to like slide? I don't know. The pitcher needs to get out of the way of the line, though, because if you are in the way, you're still allowed contact. Yeah. You know? Uh, Yeah. Think about this guy, Ben Zobrist, in the, what was it, game four of the World Series? Remember he shoved their game, game five. No, game six. Sorry. He shoved the other team's uh, pitcher down. Not pitcher, his catcher, because he was up the line. If you're up the line, it's fair game. Now, he acted a little bit like, fuck you, and like kind of shoved him down. But Hap kind of was like, my bad. Like, I don't think Hap wanted to start a fight or anything like that. He's not that guy. He's not. He's he's pretty chill. But but I'm saying they both did exactly what they should have done. Like, I don't think the pitcher did anything that was too insane. It's not like he fucking kicked him once he was down or anything. He applied the tag, and Hap was into his legs, and he just shoved him out of the way. Fucking baseball well, people. But the They're adults. Were- we're talking about it to each other and you know, it just definitely took some exception. Didn't turn in any, any fireworks, but it's funny because I saw people being like mad about it both ways. You know, like I put something out there on Twitter and I said, I said, you know, when pitchers used to have to bat, they're not going to be throwing you down. Cause then you're just going to get, you're going to take one in the ribs. If you're going to, Oh, you, you, you can just go up there and just, push our guy away. You're going to might, might, you might wear one given the game situation. I- but then somebody else was like, uh, no, no, that's, you know, that's, it's our guy that's in the wrong for, for hitting a pitcher who's made a glass. Uh, no, I, I, I think people have just forgotten what the fuck baseball is. Like, they don't, they, the yeah, only like, reason this is even always, like registering, going like yeah, going the, on contact from third every time. <laughs> that's every real baseball. fucking time, whether you're, you know, hey, we've we've been thrown out five times doing this. Let's do it again. No, uh, no, but I I think people just don't know what baseball was like at one time, and what we saw, I think, was normal. Like that was just it, there was nothing there, and the only reason it's anything is is just because people are not used to seeing it anymore because of the posy rule. Because of, uh, you know, everything that they do, they're so afraid of everybody. Like, that was a, that was a big nothing burger. I think they were both handled it absolutely correctly. The benches were a little fucking stupid about it. But again, I think it's because, 
over the last 10 years, none of those guys have seen that in the big leagues. I hear you, but if someone if he did kind of shove, so in a sense, he didn't. No, but it it's correctly. fine. Get out of the base path, you know. But, um, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal either. I don't. I, I think it's if, a nothing burger in that. Like, who cares? But, but some but, people are saying Hap shouldn't have gone after him. No. And then other people are saying he shouldn't have shoved Hap. And I'm saying you're standing in the fucking line. You go after him. So, and if somebody that. comes after you, you throw him on a fucking ground, like. That's how the that's just how the world works, right? I mean, if you're on the fucking street and somebody just fucking bumps into you, you throw for no down. reason, you push them, right? That's just and then you walk away and you fucking bitch at each other a little bit. Like that's fucking that's, that's just like, the world. Well, Sutcliffe's an old school ball player. He was. I did not listen. I did not have the TV out. I was listening to the radio, but he, Rich Blomquist says Sut was like, "Get the fuck out of the baseline." And also said that a pitcher's still batted, that shit would be different. Yeah. And here's Sutcliffe now. You know he hates everything that's new about it, which is what I love about Sutton. He's going to play it uh, for real. But what what do you think, Joe? I mean, is you think um, – I mean, is it good that it's a less physical game than it was? Um, I don't mind them stopping catchers from getting hammered. Um, but, like – I miss the double plays. I miss the takeout slides at second. You know, that that kind of hustle was nice. And, you know, it used to be that the shortstop, because of it, didn't really have to touch the base directly. It kind of do, they call it the neighborhood. Neighborhood, play. yeah. Like the neighborhood. It across, yeah. Fired it over. But it was nice to see those hard slides because baseball is a sport where it could get a little lackadaisical. So when you see a guy, like, working his ass off, you know, it used to be you'd see a player where you're like this guy, like an Augie Ojeda type of guy. Remember him or – some of these guys on the bench where you're like, all right, this guy needs to do all the little things to stay on the team. So when you'd see a guy like that break up a hard double play, you're like, fuck yeah. Grinder, grinding in. Yeah. yeah. It was fun to have those grinder type dudes. Um, Strawberries all over their legs at the end of the year, all cut Reed, up and bagged up, missing toenails and shit. Yes. The Reed Johnsons <laughs> of the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, t- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tough guys like that. Uh, David Friel was kind of a player like that. If you remember him. Yes, yeah, so, but like as far as like smashing into the catcher, um, it did get a little carried away because there were some guys who just did it out of nowhere. Because he's standing there like a sitting duck. Yeah, you know he uh, can't get out of the way. He's waiting. He's not even looking. He's looking in the outfield for a ball that's coming to him, and then some dude just comes and creams him. Concussions, broken legs. See, uh, and 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 I'm with you on that. And and the rule is. If he doesn't have the ball, he's not supposed to be in front of the plate. The problem I have with the whole thing is that now it's almost as if nothing, you can't come near a catcher. You know, it's like the catcher catches the ball, then moves in front of the fucking plate because that's what a catcher, that's what anybody who gets the ball does. You move in front of the base so that they can't get to the base. The guy slides. There's a minor collision. And then... We got fucking five minutes of replay because now we have to challenge the fucking call. Like, I don't think he had a path to the base. Yeah. Well, you know what? You might have had a path to base if you didn't slide directly into his fucking lap, Ian Hap. Sorry, <laughs> that's some shit from earlier. Suzuki is the only person on that that inside the park home run. He's the only guy I've seen this year that way slid outside. around a fucking catcher. Everybody yeah. else slides right into him, and then they try and get the call. 
that's what we're getting. We're getting like flop plays now in baseball. They're like, well, if I slide right into them, we'll do a replay, and then they'll say he didn't give me a lane, and then I'll be safe. Yeah, like, that might just, be the thought on it. It could yeah, be quite the rule. It might be, and it fucking sucks. It's stupid. It hasn't worked yet because yeah, I, I once the, the guy has the ball, he's supposed to be in the way. Yeah, and it seems like it's too much up to um, umpire discretion too. Like it's like it's not even the umpires anymore. It's someone in New York. New York, yeah, and yeah. It, pisses us off a lot of times because we'll see it on our tv and we're like no he's out and then new york will be like who's safe and you're like the fuck yeah yeah, yeah um, you're like how is he safe yeah willie's got called on that a few times they'll have like a one leg in the wrong place or something uh, but getting better though with the replay though so i'm actually still okay with it i mean well, dude yesterday's sunday's game was four what seven hours long so oh my god yeah they could tighten up replay and get the plays right i'm okay with it so get so the, you brought up suzuki um, be a good slider, but not, but boy, did he look so sad after he dropped that ball, led to a run. And Cubs win this game if he didn't drop that ball. They, they yeah, just, they just they do, do. probably. And, and uh, David Robertson, what? But he looked so sad, like he looked really upset about it, and he should be because that was what the he hell was are you doing out there? Pissed at himself. Yes, yeah. he was. What are you doing? Get your head in the game. Um, but uh, Hap with another good game. Uh, he doubled in Bodie and Morrell. Who had both singles? Uh, Horner homered in this game, so he's he's still, you know, on pace to uh, maybe. When, what is he? How many does he have right I now? I think he's got like five or six. Yeah, right? so, I mean, I'm kind of hoping he hits. Like, if I kind of like thought in my head that at the beginning of the year, I see I'm putting it up here that if uh, Horner, he yeah, he's five. five. So I'm like, if he can hit ten home runs. You know, and be like an on-base guy at the same time. That's like enough pop for me. Well, and he's hitting over three hundred. Yeah, I mean, he's hitting over three hundred, and he's got. And like you said, he's on pace for ten home runs. That's not like three hundred six, three forty-one, four twenty-nine. That's not the way a lot of people look at the game anymore. But I mean, that's a that was a shortstop. That was a that was a shortstop. That was an all-star. Eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. In 93, that was an all-star. I <laughs> I look at his offensive line, and I think that's very – it's good. He's a good offensive player. Um, if he was at second base, those would be elite second baseman stats. Yeah. He's a shortstop, good. All right. He's, right. He hurts but, himself by being over there a little he's bit. He's been great defensively. I mean, he's one of the best defensive shortstop in baseball. But at second base – if he, you know, it's like absurd. He'd be by far the best defensive second baseman in baseball, by far. And that bat would make him top three offensive second baseman. So well, if I'm his agent, I'm almost like, let's move him back to second base. We could get some all stars and a little more revenue coming our way. You know, he's Nico's uh, season, and Nico was great last year. He just had some unfortunately bad luck injuries. Well, a right. couple collisions. Well, his whole hamstring. career has been that same, way. Yeah. Same with this yeah. year. If he wasn't injured for a while this year. He, you know, he might make a, a, you know, a reserve all-star spot. You know what I mean? But because he just doesn't, he, you know, he's missing 20-some games. He doesn't get to, you know, he doesn't get Yeah, he's missed exactly 22 games. Yeah. And, and so. you know, and so that kind of, you, you're missing a quarter of the season oh, no, or whatever. Sorry. No, I'm wrong. 13 games he's missed. Oh. Yeah. Well, the other thing that happened in this game is uh, David Robertson wasn't very good, and uh, he he blew the the chance to win it. Um, uh, put up his line there. Uh, one w- went the one inning, one run, one hit, two walks, which is you really don't like to see. 
Um, and then Wick came in and was kind of useless in the in the clown ball extras. Wick, Wick was Wick. Yeah, the Cubs did not score their courtesy flusher. I mean, runner again. And what's uh, what's the number on that now? I think you you shared this stat. It was like nine out of ten runners. Are we yeah, n- like nine times? Uh, it was now it's ten maybe. Evan Altman had it. On, yeah, I think, I think it's it, like. I think we're now 10 out of 11 opportunities to score the free Manfred man, and we haven't done it. And he can't do it. That's that's sad. <laughs> that's disgusting. really bad. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know what our, our record in extras now, but it's like probably like three and nine or something terrible. I'd, I'd look it up in a second, but unless somebody else wants to out there in Ranto land. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Wick, not good. He w- walked Freeman intentionally. And then uh, Will Smith slaps a single, scored Trey Turner, because that's what Will Smith does. He slaps. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was sad. Uh, Michael missed it because he's protesting. Uh, I missed it because I fell asleep after we didn't score the courtesy runner. I was laying in bed listening to it, and I was like, Oh, we're gonna lose. I, that yeah, game. I just I just turn the games off. Like by the time you get to a, a, an extra inning game. And then they start changing the rules and doing all this stuff. I'm just like, I don't, I just don't even care. Like, I honestly do not care. So I just, yeah, I don't watch them. So uh, let's uh, go to game three. All right. You got some music here. You just want me to go. This is the uh, Kershaw start. Okay. So I just did three little poems here because. Okay. Cubs poems, 85, Chicago, two. LA4. The Dodgers make me mad. They had what we had, but the Cubs let it slip. Dodgers still win. We have Wick. Cubs had a lead. Played them tough. Ricketts greed gives Cubs not enough. Welcome back, Stro. Nice short start. Kershaw went long. Cubs with the shart. Cubs lose four to two in this one. They they sharded the bed in, in this poem, one. By the way, I like that one. Yeah, that was <laughs> my favorite so far. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Stroman came back. So that's kind of the big news. He did pretty well. Uh, three strikeouts and four innings, only two hits, no runs, one walk. Yeah. And then uh, it, it was a Hughes came in. Efros was not good in this one. It's so close. If he catches that comebacker, uh, it's everything's different in this game. But he didn't. Two hits, one run, one one of them earned, and then really uh, Wick is the one that screwed this one up. He took the loss and got the blown save. Congratulations, Rowan Wick, the tri- the, the I don't know, the defecta is that what it's called? Is, right? Is this is this one of those situations where it's David Ross is like you know like he he quote unquote loses the extra innings and so. He's like, get him back out there to, you know, get his confidence back up sort of thing. They all do that. I remember Joe Maddie yeah. did that with, remember Farrell? Uh, he blew a game in St. Louis, and then the very next day he blew a game again. And I'm like, the guy just blew a game yesterday. Why are we doing the same thing again? I think they all have this mentality of, like, you got to have a short memory out there. You got to get it back out there, yeah. dust it off. And everyone at home's like, maybe take a day? I don't know, like. I have a shit day at work. Sometimes I want the day off the next day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rowan Wick, I mean, this is the sad thing. It's like he's supposed to be part of this 
in a much bigger way. Like he's going to supposed yeah. to be part of this like bullpen through the future. But if you look at his July so far, um, which I'm unfortunately doing right now, he's given up six runs in 5.2 innings. That's not great. His June wasn't that much better. He gave up three runs once, two runs twice, and one run three times in looks like 11 appearances. So like this is uh, my point being, this is a far from a shutdown late inning, high leverage arm that maybe we thought we had with him that would continue to develop and become like, you know, the a new seventh or eighth inning guy, um, which he's supposed to be. So um, people are like, set him down, trade him for Mike Trout. Like kid, get, get, get him out of here. Well, we don't have the other wick anymore, and so teams aren't confused when he takes them out. Like, he doesn't get that, like, you know, that, wait, is that one or two batter or cushion where they're like, wait, he's not throwing anything we thought wait, he was That's the throw. wrong scouting report. We've been doing <laughs> Bradwick. Well, Jordan Wick is on his way, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it'll all be good again. He'll be great again, Rowan. Just need all the wicks. Good. What do you you see with Wick? What do you see, Joe? I see a guy whose velocity doesn't look as crisp to me. And then because of that, he he doesn't seem to trust his secondary pitches, it feels like. I feel like he's just missing badly. And he had such great downward movement for a while on balls. It was almost like Bruce Suter back in the day where guys were swinging over the top of his pitches. They would kind of like just drop real late movement. And I'm just going over his stats right here. We got him in in 2019, and he was phenomenal for us. He was very good in 2020 as well. Uh, last year, he was hurt, made some appearances, showed some signs. And then this year, he's just been garbage. And he's 29. So, you know, it's not like he's a 23-year-old who's just, like, sky's the limit. Remember when C.J. Edwards first went bad, or Carl Edwards, I mean? Yeah. And we were kind of like, oh, he's still young. Maybe he'll figure it out. And it was just kept spiraling. With Wick, I feel like it's just if we were relying on Wick to be a big part of our team going forward the next few years, we are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I think, I, were, yeah. I, I think they were. I think they were replaceable. Is my it. point? Because when he, oh you know, yeah, because now at this point, like you, can, oh, yeah. there's a lot of dudes that you can get with five fifteen earned run averages. They're kind of a dime a dozen in this league. Oh, but even a seventh eighth inning guy for a serious team is not hard to find. Yeah, David Elliott writes. Uh, remember when Wick was our closer? You know, like he did have some good times, right? And then you're right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the way he's throwing, but uh, the idea that the ball is just not moving the way it used to, the the life is huh. different, so it's flatter like that. Well, I wonder if that would was, hurt anybody. I wonder yeah. if he was part of that like spin revolution when they were cutting up the ball. And oh, the you know, the sticky we, is gone. Yeah, the sticky stuff, and uh, yeah, no more he, sticky icky yeah, icky. He he might have been part the of that. The purple and, goo could be. Uh, we well, we were looking. We talked about it at the time that it would be interesting over the next couple of years to see like who falls off either right away or over time once they took that away. So I mean, he might he might be one. Of, I don't want to accuse him of cheating or anything, but uh, I mean, it well, wasn't, it wasn't cheating. It, the, it wasn't yeah. cheating. Everybody yeah. was allowed to do it. They were. You know, speaking of cheating, Kershaw's got to be cheating. There's no way he's good for this long. <laughs> he strikes out 10 well, Cubs. There's absolutely no way a man can pitch this well. But um, honestly, this Cubs team is not very good, right? They kind of got to him a little bit, you know, more than two runs. I mean, he went 7.2, of course. Like they didn't, yeah. he, he, he definitely had control of this game, but 
you know, the Cubs have sort of had a lot of success. We did not think they'd have any success in this game because this is a different team. But, you know, I mean, two runs. It's I could have seen a shutout coming out of Kershaw all day long. But Yeah, we got two runs. I mean, he just phenomenal command. I mean, guys like him and Verlander and Scherzer, they're old, and their fastballs are aren't what they used to be, but they're just smart. I think they're the type of guys, they're up on the mound, they look at the hitter and they go, oh, this jerk's going to chase a pitch in the dirt. And they they throw that. Yeah. They don't, yeah. We don't, I don't see them wasting time trying to get cute with hitters the way younger pitchers do. They just know, I think good pitchers, they like age very well because they just get smarter and they just look at us. I think they go up there and they go like, oh, what's, am I afraid of, you know, uh, Simmons, what's Simmons going to do? Well, you know I mean? like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think you're right. There's 10 strikeouts in the Cubs lineup every single night for every single pitcher if they'll just fucking challenge him. Yeah. And and a guy like Kershaw has no problem doing that. He's like, I'll challenge him. I might yeah. give up a run or two, but I'm on the Dodgers. They'll score more than two. I'm fine. Challenge these fucking numb nuts out here that can't hit, and we'll just see what happens. It's October when he struggles, and I always thought that was because he just, by the end of the year, you know, he's a skinny, lengthy guy. I thought by the end of the year, he just wore out, you know? Some of those guys wear out, and I always thought to myself, if I were in the Dodgers front office, I would say, how about this? Kershaw season starts in May. That way, October, it's like September for him. Let's give that a go, because I can't figure out, other than just nerves, why he's just not that good in October. His ERA is like four in October. It's like two in the regular season. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got, he, I mean, we, we, did, we, we won the clincher against him, the yeah. NLCS clincher with uh, Hendricks uh, versus Kershaw and, and got to him right away. Uh, I think right it's in that first inning. I think in October, he goes out to the mound and he's looking out there and all he can hear is Joe Buck just fucking breathing on his back of his neck and like, kissing his ear and he's like oh Kershaw can oh can we play the video of you in a tank top again and you know and that'll fuck with anybody right like he goes all season he doesn't have Joe Buck in his ear fucking slobbering on him and then all of a sudden I don't know the guy's just got the willies it's hard to pitch could be and then it, it, Kimbrel was able to close this one, and uh, Suzuki looked like Javi at the end of this game. He swung it. I mean, you don't see Suzuki swinging at a lot of bad pitches. You just don't. So when he does it, it's like, whoa, he really got fooled on that one. But that Kimbrel ball has a lot of movement and it's going fast, and it dove out and away, and Suzuki like kind of tried to throw up his bat. He missed it by like four feet. It was ridiculous. And I was like, oh. You know, every every batter's got their kryptonite, and I wonder if, like, Suzuki hasn't played much lately, so he's kind of getting back into it. He's only been back, what, a week? He's trying to make yeah. up for lost time a little bit, it feels like, in some of his plate appearances. Uh, I'm not too worried about him. Um, but, yeah, there's been a few at-bats. Maybe he just isn't used to the knuckle curve. That's that's what it seems. That's Kimbrel's nasty pitch, and I don't know how many of those he's seen. I don't know if it's a common pitch over in Japan. Japan's not a big curveball uh, league. It's more they're more sliders and stuff like that. So the knuckle curve could be pretty nasty if you're not used to seeing it. Yeah, and he throws a good one when it's working. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then, game four. Uh, well, let's do a poem, I guess. All right. 
guess. <laughs> well, it's it's hard when it's like this four four game. I hate four game series so much. You know, I'm just like, why can't they all oh, just be three games? Trust me, and they're losing all these games every day. I was like, I don't want to fucking write this. Right, I don't know what to. Problem. I don't know what to write other than I'm annoyed. <laughs> Cubs poem eighty six, Chicago nine, L A eleven. Cubs hit a Rooney. L.A. went spinal tap. Why is it nine louder? Because 11's where it's at. Luxon left sucks. Urias er- early rattled. Cubs take a big lead, but Dodgers just battled. Urias gone. Smiley two. Dodgers-, Dodgers bullpen isn't overused. Cubs come back. Fake rally lacks. That's it. Yeah, put up five runs in the first inning of this one. Dodgers score three in the bottom of the inning. Uh, I mean, that first inning was kind of nuts. Half doubled. There was – Javin Lux is terrible in left field, like you mentioned in your poem. Just hilarious. Like, ball's coming up short. Ball's Where is he losing his mind out there? <laughs> he's just so pissed off. He's just like, why in the fuck is that dude playing out there? He's yeah, a second, second baseman. baseman by trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Two hit by pitches, and then PJ Higgins with the big hit, the grand, his first grand slap of his career. And then Smiley was bad in his return. Unfortunately, he didn't do what, uh, what, uh, Stroman did, and he gives up four runs on five hits. Then the Cubs go back up. Bodie with a big three run shot, his first of the year. Cubs up eight three. Then Swarmer comes in after Smiley wasn't good. What even walks in a run? Only one of the runs were, was earned though, because Wisdom threw one away, and Bodie yeah. kind of missed it too at second base. I mean, I, you know, Bodie's got short arms. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> but but well, and it, it, that it, surgery it, on his shoulder made his arm like a it, half inch shorter. It got so bad that Lighter Junior had to come in to pitch, who was, had already pitched on Thursday in the series as the starter. So I didn't watch later, this. I didn't watch this game live. When I looked at the box score later, I'm like, wait a second. How does this starter from Thursday get the fucking loss or the the blown? Okay. The loss and the blown save. He gets the loss and the blown save in the third inning, and he just started on Thursday. Like, this dude's having a bad fucking week. How did he get a blown save in the third inning? He got got two losses in this series, and Wick got the other two. I think Leiter got two, and Wick got two. (laughs) Right, and and maybe I don't understand how saves work anymore, but in the third inning, how do you get a blown save? Yeah, you could blow a save at any point in the game for some whatever reason. Yeah, yeah that's kind of stupid. <laughs> you There's can only get it. I've had explained to people lately, including what <laughs> constitutes the game-winning run. Oh, I w- yeah, I saw you saying that. I am, I am Team Miggy over here. Fuck that I, game-winning run, Zobris. I get it. I know it, the stat. I know the stat. But Miggy's the reality really was Miggy won that game. That. Sorry, was that you? I were- was saying that Miggy's at bat did not have as much pressure as Zobris at bat. One one was up during a tie game. The other came up for insurance. This was a whole thing, just to include the listeners. On Twitter, not just with Michael, it was going around for a few different conversations. Oh, I didn't, I didn't jump into it. I was watching your, oh, your you're conversation. Watching. Okay. Yeah. People say Montero's run in game seven, his RBI was the game-winning hit. It's like, no, Zobris was the game-winning hit. And if you look it up by Major League Baseball's rules, the person who unbreaks the tie, that's the game-winning one. So say like... After Miggy would have, you know, made it eight six. Say Fowler then hits a three run homer, and then the Cubs bullpen costs up five runs, but we still win by one. 
would you say Fowler's? Yeah, Fowler's was the difference, but how was his game-winning hit when he had no pressure on him at all? They already had a lead. You know what I mean? It's just, That's why it's Zobris. I don't think you don't him. have pressure on you in a game like that. Well, it's always pressure in Plus, playoffs, yeah. I, I think it's it's easily understood this way. Zobras had the game-winning hit, but Miggy's hit won the game. I I, I hear you. The official stat. I'm just going by the official stat. I know. And, 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 and what I just said goes yeah, exactly by the official stats. You know, the Zobras Miggy had the game-winning run, but Wiggy. Mi- Wiggy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just had the most hilarious image of Monte- Miguel Montero in a big like uh, wig, like a big curly hair, like he's on the cover of Godspell. That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, no, his, his hit ultimately was the the one that put them ahead enough. But yes, I understand the stat. But yeah. You know, well, it's confusing. It's baseball. It wouldn't be it was, baseball without confusing people, you know, here or there. Well, it, I mean, what I thought was fun was that was the third catcher in that game to uh, do something amazing to to get them on track. I love how this this game was so bad and disappointing that we just automatically reverted to talking <laughs> about 2016 again. We're like, well, this game when you're up five and then you're up five tw- two times in the game, and then you're like, uh, you know, end up not talking about this game because it's then they end up scoring a weird a- stat reference. You know, weird stat yeah. made me think of the argument yeah. I saw over Twitter the last week. You know, um, yep. <laughs> no, that was. It, it it always blows me away when the Cubs score. Well, when any team scores nine and then you see that they lost, you know, yeah. like whenever you get these big numbers and then they lose and you're always just like, oh, my God, you were having the worst day ever when this happens. Well, the two errors really killed him in this one. Yeah. Um, Horner with a big game, three hits. Um uh, wisdom was terrible in the fourth spot. Struck out four times. That kind of hurt you. He didn't even get on base. The Cubs scored nine times, and your number four hitter didn't do jack shit. So, like, that's pretty rough. Morell, tough game at the top. So, it, of the lineup too, with um, uh, striking out three times as well. It struck out ten times in this game as well. Overall, yeah, it was just. Uh, this this was the only one that I didn't really like because I was like, oh, you just let it slip away. Smiley, it's disappointing that he came out. He, apparently, his rehab start. Somebody was saying in the chat was also bad. David Elliott, good call. David Elliott, his yeah, he said um, Smiley's um, Smiley was awful in his rehab start in South Bend against high A hitters. Why did they think he was ready? <laughs> and then they throw him in against the best team in the league. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll answer that question. I don't even know if they thought he was ready. I think they're thinking if we could get a couple good starts out of this guy, maybe we flip him for something. They have to. I mean, That's because the, that was the goal. That was the goal in the first place with Smiley and Miley, who I don't know if we're does he playing catches on flat ground, like what's going on with them. Um, so you, you, you saw one guy come back and do well, one guy come back and do poorly. Um, Lost in the whole thing is uh, Velasquez homered at the end of this game. Kind of put the Cubs at least closer to being in it. and um, It made yeah. everybody who wanted to quit watching stick it out for that last inning. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. I'm going to shut this. Oh, homer. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. Let's <laughs> – but they hang out a little longer. And then they're just like, fucking Velasquez making me watch this end of this game. 
Yeah. So, you know, all in all, you take four losses in a row. It sucks, but this, this is the one that bad. I didn't watch, and I'm really glad that I didn't like. Yeah, it it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to. Yeah, be. the, the, three, three the game four games made it better. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I, I was going to say that, like Danny's saying, it, even though we got swept, it didn't hurt as much. Yeah, three of the four games were entertaining enough. We were right there with them, and there was this, you know. Suzuki's there, Wisdom's there, and then there was just a few things there where you're like, damn, we it feels like and what sucks too is before this series, we had a nice stretch of winning baseball the Cubs were playing. You know, they were looking good against yeah. at least four the Cardinals, series. the Brewers. Yeah, they'd won what, four series in a row? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. And so because of that, you're thinking, all right, bring on the Dodgers. And I think the thing that bothers us a lot is that when we were winning those four series in a row we had to remind ourselves, man, if Suzuki didn't get hurt for a stretch, if Miley was healthy all year, if Stroman was healthy all year, who knows? Who Maybe it's at it's least a more a- entertaining. I'm not saying we'd right. be in a playoff hunt, but we'd be a more entertaining brand of baseball as a fan base. And then that gives you confidence where, all right, actually open up the damn wall for real in the offseason. And now we're in the hunt in 2023. Uh, and don't look for everyone who's on the team of you don't sign players until you're ready, ready to make the playoffs. That works <laughs> if you're, you have triple-A studs. All of our star stars, our, our future stars, are in single-A. Christian Hernandez, who looks to me to be a great player in the future, dude is 18, has three pubes. That's what I heard on the <laughs> internet. And isn't even playing in single-A. He's playing like in the Arizona Development League still. So there's yeah. no sense of not buying a couple guys on three- to four-year deals when you have all these guys who are 18, 19. You know, Theo used to say... And, you know, not to bring up the past or anything, but this is one of the quotes that he warned us about in 2014. It didn't work. It, he was wrong for in a good sense. He was trying to remind people. I remember in a quote in 2014 saying, look, it's everyone's path to the majors is different. You might have someone who's going to be a superstar and it takes them a little bit longer to develop. Not everyone's going to come up and hit right away. And as he said that, of course, we had everyone come up and hit right away. And then yeah. you know, tapered off a little bit there. But that's just someone to remind you that there are – some guys might end up being great players, but they're not all going to hit at the same time like last time. That's why I get annoyed when everyone thinks, oh, the rebuild worked great last time. Let's do that again. I'm like, teams rebuild the right way and still screw it up. So it's not always like you're going to hit perfectly. You know? Well, and and I think I think people out there are sort of missing the bo- the boat on what was going on then. We had a great run of guys showing up and playing great. But look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers were on the exact same trajectory as the Cubs. You know, 2015, they were in the the playoffs. And then 2016, NLCS. Uh, 2017, NLCS World Series. 2018, NLCS. 2019, World Series. you know, 2020, they finally won the World Series. Like, they didn't go to the World Series in 2019, though. But 17, 18, and 20. Oh, well, I got uh, 18. 19, so that's how I knew that. Nationals won, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I, you know, I, they were losing. Yeah, I got a little confused which year. No, but, but yeah, but they the win like three out of the year. Every yeah, single year. And like NLCS. Like, they're, they're like knocking on the door all the time. And everybody's like, well, Oh, they're just spending all the money. They're not just spending all the money. They are spending the money, but they are constantly bringing guys out of their system. 
to yeah, fill the gaps. <laughs> they are the ones that like all this stuff. And I started saying this last year when, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to do it like the Rays. Do it. Do it like the Rays. Don't spend any money. I'm like, no, no, you do it like the fucking Dodgers. The Dodgers have all the money in the world and they spend it. And then they also do a really good job of developing their players so that if they spend the money and it doesn't maybe work out, you're not going to notice it. Like somebody, they spend a bunch of money, the guy gets hurt, doesn't matter because the guy that they bring up out of their system covers for them long enough or well enough that it's not going to hurt the team the way that the Cubs did over that whole whole depth. Yeah, we never had depth. It felt like we had depth for a while. And then all of a sudden, nobody was doing anything in the minors. They weren't coming up. They weren't picking anything up. And then for everybody who says, oh, the Ricketts spent all this money. They were spending money on guys who were just getting into the money. KB, getting into his money. Uh, you know, Bias, getting into his money. Getting yeah. up into their money. They weren't picking up. Well, they weren't developing well. I think that's clear. They're, they just yeah, I, they never did develop well, and that's why we're struggling now. If they had well, been developing, we know that they weren't developing pitchers, but what players were they really developing? Like, what position players were they developing? Like, really, nobody. Well, no. I mean, we're getting guys like Morell right now. Nobody knew the fuck Morell was because apparently the Cubs didn't know who he was. And then they bring him up for some reason, and he's better than anybody on their fucking team. And they're just like, oh, okay, I guess we just leave him up now. Horner was a double-A guy. He was sitting on the fucking couch somewhere, and they had to bring him up. And they kept trying to send his ass back down for three years. Like They're just like, well, let's just send him back, send him back, send him back. But he's better than most of the guys on your team. Why are you fucking trying to send him back? Because you have some sort of like development thing. No, some guys are good. Some guys are bad, and they're not making the bad guys better at all. I think everybody's just coming in, and they are who they are, and the Cubs don't necessarily know which is which. Well, I mean, I, I, a, lot, a lot of good points you made there, and some I, I do have to go against a little bit there. What the Cubs oh, did go, very go well. Go for it. That, look, I'm, not, I'm not saying that everything I say is correct for sure, <laughs> but no, no, my, my opinion is I just think that there's a lot of people out there that think that that the Theo regime was fucking flawless and they were not. And I think that's what we're seeing now. No. And, and people who follow me know I'm a huge Theo fan and look, obviously they weren't flawless. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely mistakes made of course, but my point was that what frustrates me. And I think if I, I'll answer the big thing that you were going with in the beginning of your rant. There's some stuff I could get toward the end, but the main thing, Dodgers Cubs, the big difference, I could sum it up real easy for everybody. The Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer, who, piece of shit, everyone knows. You know, they gave him a ton of money, $36 million for like three years, one of the highest annual years. Short, short deal overall, three years, but really high in terms of money. And he ended up being a horrible person like they thought, gets in a lot of trouble. Who knows when he'll ever pitch again? They're still paying him. They're still on the hook for $35 million. The Cubs only have Jason Hayward $23 million, so it's changed compared, right? Yeah. How did the Dodgers respond to that big Trevor Bauer blunder? They went out and traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. 
The Cubs wouldn't have done that. That raised the dot. Those that move raised the Dodgers payroll to two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. The highest the Cubs uh, salary got under this past window was about 230 231 in real money not like the AAV will adjust it to be like yeah, it's 238 but that's not really what they're paying out it was like 231 right and that's not even the highest tier of the luxury tax there's another tier after that we went up to the you know so that's what frustrated a lot of us it's like you're already going over the tax go over it be real about it just don't put the tip in thrust all the way <laughs> right yeah. you gotta you know there's a lot of good nerve endings back there. Anyway, no, I'm sorry. In, in, uh, no, I, I, I love too much with it. But my, I, 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 I totally agree with you. The rickets are the difference. And maybe some of Theo's issues post-2016, 2017. Absolutely. That's why he quit. Was yeah, he, the, the fact that he was handcuffed. He did get handcuffed because think about the uh, – remember the big thing that everyone loves about Theo, even Theo haters, which there are some out there, they always say, look – I like his transparency. He was always honest. He always talked about things clearly. Like when he took over the Cubs, he said, hey, we're going to be bad for a while, but then it's going to all come together and it's going to be great. And it was, right? At the end of 2018, right? Weird season because they still won 95 games. KB missed 60. You Darvish was terrible, but they made a great trade for Cole Hamels. Um, they had that weird 41 games in like 40 days to end the year. Stroke got at, hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The post-game press conference or the post-season press conference that Theo would always hold, which I doubt Jed will do this year. Uh, he <laughs> said the offense broke. Remember, he famously said and the offense broke. He never fixed it. He never fixed it because he was told that following offseason, that's the budget. And he was literally like, wait a minute. if you and Because I, I have an inside source. They told me that he wouldn't have spent the way he did the year before. Think about it. If you're getting a yeah. weekly allowance of 50 bucks. And then all of a sudden you're told the next week, oh, no money. You're going to be like, well, shit, I would have saved some of the 50 from last week. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. what it was. Well, now apparently all the money is going to roll that, over. That's to- how Jed's doing it. Yeah, th- now it's going <laughs> to all roll over to a half-billion-dollar payroll coming in four years because all the money they're saving now is, they told us, it's yeah. all getting rolled over to the future payroll. So if, if you consider uh, maybe a savings of $75 million this year, and seventy-five million, maybe next year, or even more. You know, if they, you know, if they just let these contracts expire, don't you know, don't pay the guys. You know, uh, one hundred fifty, two hundred million. You add that to another two hundred, you're easily looking at four hundred million dollar payroll. There in, you go. Twenty twenty-four, twenty uh, easily, easily. So we're gonna have to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with uh, the middle section of the show, which we will do a little. Where are they now? And talk sl- a little bit about the All Star Game. I just want your guys' opinion about something. But uh, please join our Patreon. That's how we keep the lights on here at the podcast. It's how we pay to stream this show live to you. It's Patreon.com/sunranto. Here's a commercial for it. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. 
Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a cub song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a Super Ranter today. And the Patreon prize of the month, I should mention right now, was given by Mr. Joe Kilgallen to me. It is a Mark Grace starting lineup 1998 edition action figure in not quite mint condition. <laughs> yeah, the box is a little worn at the, the back. Box, yeah, box looks like it went through a flood, but the action figure itself is in total pristine. Mint pristine. I tell you, so join our Patreon, patreon.com. That was, that was the late 90s grace when he was built. <laughs> <laughs> that was the late 90s grace when he was battling an STD and, a, and, a, <laughs> and an alcohol addiction. But, um, yeah, I wanted to bring up the All-Star. I mean, just give it some – I mean, I'm not a big All-Star game fan. I, people listen to this show know – that I don't like exhibition games that don't count and are kind of boring. I usually kind of take it off. But uh, it's a big honor for the players and uh, the Contreri brothers, the Contreri, Wilson and William, both got in. Wilson is going to be the starting catcher for the National League. So that's going to be even sadder when we lose our all-star catcher in three weeks as he traded to the Yankees or something. Um, But how cool for him and his brother – if if they do trade him, if they trade him to any American League team, he won't get to play. If yeah, they do this, if they do the same thing that they did to uh, uh, the the pitcher we had fucking years well, ago, why but, can't I think of it? But. I mean, he would have to get traded like right now. So I'm thinking that this might be more of a deadline deal. Yeah, but I mean, the game's running. I mean, trades are starting. Yeah, yeah. Are if he were to get traded before the game, and so if it was an American week. League team, he wouldn't get to play. Right. But yeah, Samarja have to happen to Samarja. That's who I was to, thinking of, yeah. He would have to get traded right now, like this week. He could be traded after the game, though. There's been there's there's usually right. some movement occasionally during I think Jock Peterson was traded during the All-Star break last year, like the day after the game. So there might be some movement. I, the Yankees have an all-star catcher, I believe. So I don't think he's going go to go to New York. Him, but yeah, but, you know, he could go to uh, – who's he been rumored? To the Padres, I guess. He's been rumored. I don't know. Like, like maybe they're not happy with Caratini or whatever. But no, what do you guys – in Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, see, them, so the Padres need somebody. By the way, Padres <laughs> are unhappy with Caratini. <laughs> he hasn't shown up all year. <laughs> but uh, what do you guys think of the they dropped the uniforms and I I had shown the hat before everybody seems to think the back is mesh 
on the hat, which and also it, a lot of people pointing out it has it's black. It's got gold trim. It has an asterisk that's supposed to be a star <laughs> um, right up. It looks like an asterisk because it looks like an afterthought on the logo. And then the oh, is it because look- L.A. was supposed to have the All Star Game in twenty twenty? So this is really just their asterisk All Star <laughs> yeah, Game. So. Um, but yeah, it's gold trim and it looks like mesh on the back, but I don't think it actually is. It just looks like mesh. It's like cloth looking mesh, mesh. Yeah. Cloth looking mesh or mesh looking cloth. Um, but I'm going to drop the link for it in the chat. If you guys want to buy any of this stuff, you could shop through our links and, uh, we'll get a little bit of scratch, but look at the uh, Cubs, the Jersey 159 bucks, which is a total rip off. If you ask me for just a gold Cubs logo, that one's logo. custom though. And you can get it custom. Yeah. With yeah. your name and number on it. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know if I'm going to see too many of these. What do you guys think of it? Well, they used to reserve these gold names and numbers for the world series champions the next year. Uh, so I guess that's out the door. We'll see what they do. What do you think, Joe? I, I like the gold being reserved for the World Series, like you said. Like I think, But I think that hasn't been a very long tradition. I remember I, I thought Kansas City was the first time I saw it where maybe it had been longer, where it's your regular uniform, but they just do like a gold outline, which for the Cubs one was pretty cool. As far as these go, yeah, I don't, I don't really like them. I don't – it's weird to see a Cubs – because it's the Cubs logo, but in gold without the pinstripes. No, gold I don't pinstripes. Know. Now, you, now you've got me sold. If you gold, go gold pinstripes. That's gold pinstripes would have been cool. Are they doing like a Tinseltown thing? And that's why it's gold because it's in L.A. They always try to do something based off the city. Um, I always thought, the you know, we give the Brewers a hard time. But when they hosted the All-Star Game way back in 2002, I love their on-the-field jerseys. It was gold like beers because like Brewers, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it's supposed to be. And then – Colorado had a really good one with the Rocky Mountains in it. Um, the hat's fine, I guess. I don't know. It's is that mesh though? And it's not mesh. It's it's looks cloth, like. but it looks like mesh. It's the strangest thing. I think so. I haven't seen a hat. I uh, I think it's like the uh, spring training in hat. spring training hats. They they were mesh ish, and the sun would get through. And uh, one of the guys showed that he had a sunburned head. <laughs> he, he didn't. He was bald, and he was wearing his hat all day, and wasn't expecting to get burnt through it. But well, the game might not. Well, it'll happen, but there might not be any way to get a hot dog because the Dodger Stadium workers voted ninety nine percent to authorize a strike ahead of the MLB All Star Game. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's at levy restaurants. Uh, that's their bartenders. That's their hot dogs and the beers, and. Uh, Hey, if you're going to go, if you're going to strike, do it right now. I mean, threaten now because this is such a big deal for L.A. to host this game a week before. This is their chance to do to have the leverage to, yeah. do, to do it. So I, I wish them luck. I hope they get what they what they want um, out of this. But did, did you see anything about this that, that they settled this or I just saw this today? I just thought no, say too. I haven't heard anything about any settling. I'm I'm on their team. I support them. Um, I've been to Dodger Stadium. I'm sure they're not getting paid the best. And uh, yeah, I hope they get what they want. I also like when people take the the right time to strike. Yeah, you know because 
that's why I thought it'd be great if like essential workers would have went on strike at the start of the pandemic. Cause it's like, Oh, anytime a banker fucking wants another dime, we come running to them. Yeah. Um, but everyone else gets treated like shit. So remember they got like $4 at hero pay for like five minutes. They're like, yeah. here's $14. Thanks for being a hero. Yeah. Basically. You're awesome. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And they did it for like six months and they're like, Oh shit, the pandemic's not going away. Uh, can't we can't this. continue giving you this four dollars. I mean, you're no we're longer made of money here. I should have went on strike and said, "Hey, capitalism, baby, free market." What's I thought you? What's wrong with that? That's yeah, why give I me that. Give me my four dollars, motherfucker. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we get we got a little segment on this show that we like to do from time to time where we look at the some of the past Chicago Cubs and how they're performing now in their new digs. So uh, why don't we do a, a little where are they now? I don't do, – oh, man, I didn't upload the song because I had to get rid of it. So I'm just going to have to sing it. Where are they now? That, that's okay. We, we'd have gotten banged by the fucking copyright police for it anyway. That's true. Where uh, are they now? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to check in here just because the other day I saw Kyle Schwarber. Out there just hitting the living shit out of the ball, playing left field for the for the Phillies. And so I did this last night. 27 home runs is what I had for him, the league leading. Judge is ahead of him in the American League, but he's the tops in the National League, second overall. And, uh, yeah, he hit another one today. So he's actually at 28. Uh, and... You know, he's uh, 219, 335, 523 slash, uh, 858 OPS, OPS plus of 140. Jesus. Right? Like, really fucking good. And everybody who always talked about, oh, Kyle Swerver's the DH of the future. He's going to be the best. Zero home runs is the DH. He's hardly, he's played like, he's had like 60 at-bats as DH. And everything else has been left field. He's a fucking full player. He's like an actual player, plays everything. Uh, you know, and then we put him up against uh, our guy, Ian Happ, the all-star. You know, and you're like, and Ian Happ's having a great season. And then you look and you're like, oh, well, he's got eight home runs. I mean, he's only 20 behind. And uh, <laughs> Patrick he's Wisdom's got a better, he's got a better batting average, 277, 372, 449 slash, but 821 OPS. So behind on OPS, OPS plus 129. And, um, as bad as uh, Schwarber was in left field, I haven't watched him in a while. Hap's not the best left fielder in the world either. So I'm a little kind of like, meh, I don't know about that. But, you know, hey, we, we let Schwarber walk for nothing, people, because yeah. uh, $10 million bucks was a little too much for a left fielder. Yeah, well, get this uh, budget thing you were just talking about. Like, yeah, dude. they win it. They, they won the division in 2020. Yeah, it was a Mickey Mouse season. It was only 60 games and all that. But they still, they won the division. Then they proceeded to cut $60 million in payroll. What team does that? And yeah. I know everyone's like, oh, it was the pandemic, though. Well, there were several teams that added to their payroll. The Cubs didn't. When you let your left fielder walk for nothing and you trade your ace, who was you, Darvish, that was the sign to everyone. This team isn't serious about winning in 2021. So that's why I argued the rebuild started in 2021. This is year two. I don't oh, care. Yeah. This is year two, and I will, I will die yeah, on no, that. I, you, absolutely. The, the Darvish trade was the, was the moment. 
Yes. Somebody somebody had a really good uh, snarky quote on on Twitter that I saw one day, and uh, that Jed doesn't call it a rebuild because they're still tearing down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who all right, so we're going to move on to Anthony Rizzo, first base. Uh, you know, Rizzo having, you know, another Rizzo year, 226, 337, 513, 850 OPS, 141 OPS plus. Uh, he's got 22 homers on a year. Now, we know Rizzo's a, like, at Wrigley, he was like a 31, 32 homer a year, like clockwork. Uh, short porch, you know, he might get a few extra, like he should. I mean, he's on track for, obviously, right now, 44. 40 or 44 homers might be one of his best years ever. It would and be. then I had to look at the Cubs' entire first base stats because, I mean, we haven't had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stability there. It's bad. The yeah. Way- Frank Schwindel, our first base situation. And here's the thing. Rizzo would have, should have been a cup for life. And I, I will die on that hill. Of all the guys, he's a freaking first baseman. So what if he can't do the splits like in two, two years anymore? Doesn't matter. He can put, sit over there and play. You got the DH to, to let him just sit there and hit. It's, it's you know, to for them, and I granted we got some young guys, but they are in single A. We don't know what they're going to be. Uh, this one hurts. This one hurts more than Schwarber. Schwarber was just like, you know what? Frankly, he was never that great for the Cubs. Schwarber, right. he, it well, was, he, he had he was he had issues. He's much better than he was now. I don't know if you could foresee that. Uh, the ninety-five hitting coaches we had, the parade of hitting coaches probably changed his philosophy. Probably screwed everything up. And uh, you know, I think there's that, a lot to that. So that's, but it, the, that's in that development thing that I was talking about earlier. That I'm not the, sure that the Cubs were as good at but, development as we had maybe thought they were. But to not have Anthony Rizzo's glove at first base, yeah, that hurt. And leadership, which there should have been a C on his chest that entire time. Well, maybe not. Maybe he wasn't really that guy. But you know, it's just it. This is the one that drives me nuts. He's never coming back. He would have no, done that, it. That bridge is burned. If I could well, chime in, um, yeah. two things real quick, or three, because I didn't address it before. The development thing where they were very, very good at developing during the World Series run was via trades with pitching. They developed Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta was shit, and then we made him awesome. Cal Hendricks was an A-ball when we acquired him, turned him into it, a great guy. It, and, and you remember what happened? Chris Bosio got shown the door, and I don't think we've we've been – Looking for somebody to fill that guy's role. That hurt. Yeah. Ever Hadavi, since. Well, we had Jim Hickey for one year in 18, and then how did he since? And how did he shown some promise with some stuff? But anyway, with Schwarber, though, he had an awesome 2019 season. Look at his 2019 numbers 38 home runs, 870 OPS. In 2020, he was terrible, but there was a lot of superstars around baseball. Not that he's every lots of people were terrible. So many people. Arenado was terrible. Otani was terrible. Pete Alonso was terrible. Bellinger, Seeger. There were so many guys who had bad 2020s. We forget those dudes were in a hotel room nonstop. And baseball's mental. So if you go 0 for 12, you can't go to the casino and fuck around and forget about it because it was a pandemic, <laughs> right? I think people forget that a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, unless you're Tommy Pham, you can go get stabbed at the, at the uh, strip, strip club. club. <laughs> it's true. That'll take your mind off of an 0 for 12. I really wish Jock Peterson would have brought that up when him when they were beefing. <laughs> um, but uh, with Rizzo, I agree with everything you said, Danny. 
Uh, interesting though, there's a great website I want to tell all the listeners about. It's baseballsavant.mlb.com. It has a really cool stat called expected home runs. And they've been doing the stat since 2016, coincidentally. Um, and it tells you by which ballpark. So if like, if Anthony Rizzo played all of his games in Oakland, he would have 17 home runs. So five less. If he played all of them in Houston, he would have more because that's a home run friendly ballpark. He'd have 24. Right now he has 22. Um, if he played all of his games in Wrigley, guess how many home runs he would have? I'll just tell you. 22. He would also have 22. I think the big difference with Rizzo this year is he's batting between Judge and Stanton. He's between yeah. those two monsters, so he's getting so many fastballs. And he's not you – know, he, He's really the guy they're going to challenge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and he's been – yeah, his OPS has been it. good. And every that, Yankee fan I know has said that he he has saved them so many runs with his glove. Yeah, and that's the thing I miss the most because you know you you look at the amazing Cubs first baseman over the years from uh, you know Ernie Banks came up a shortstop and ended up at first base, and then you had your Derek Lee and Mark Grace, and uh, you know just the and Rizzo was part of that great line of guys that we had over there, um, and uh, just it's sad, sad to me. All so right, who else, who else you got? Let's roll through this. We're, you know, I'm going to hit uh, Victor Caratini, and uh, I'm going to compare him with Jan Gomes because that's really what we have here now. Uh, Caratini has an OPS plus of 128, uh, seven homers this year, you know, doing all right up there in Milwaukee. Jan Gomes' OPS plus is 46. Yeah. 46. And... He- for some reason, I like him though. I don't know. I mean, I know he's not good, and he makes a lot of outs, but he seems to like. They seem to the love team. him defensively. Yeah, yeah. They, he catches a good game. They good they seem game. to love him defensively because, Damn. you know, and I think, uh, you know, besides, you know, getting Contreras a little bit of rest, but I think he's also a, he he was a touch banged up here recently, but yeah, it feels like Gomes gets a lot of games. Yeah. And he'll get, yeah, he'll give you the, um, the professional at bat. It might, it might end in an out, but it could be a sack fly. Right. Like, you know, and then the last guy I've got, uh, we'll put Horner up with bias here. I still love bias. Uh, but you know, Horner at the plate is, uh, 300, 336, 421 for a 757 OPS, a 111 OPS plus, uh, which is actually a lot better than Javi is right now. Uh, Javi's at 212, 249, 366 for a 615 OPS and a 75 OPS plus, which is not great. Yeah. has been, and it's a really good stat because they've played almost the exact same number of games. I think Baez has like, one or two more games than Horner has because they've, you know, had similar sort of runs this season. Uh, You know, but we were talking about the defensive stats and how good Horner has been uh, this year. And I still get confused by the defensive stats here because I looked on ESPN. Javier Baez is ranked as like number 16 overall in the league from a defensive standpoint. And Horner is number 60. Yeah. But when you look at all the numbers, I feel like maybe that was like a preseason and they've just never changed it. They update the stats, but they don't update the rank or something. 
could be. The, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. And the D war uh, is a little confusing too because um, Javi's got three more errors though. Three, yeah, Javi's got three more errors. He's had forty-four more chances. He's got thirty-eight more putouts. Uh, three errors on that. He's got a four thirty-six range factor to uh, Horner's three eighty-eight, and yet Horner has a one point six D WAR versus Javi's zero point one. And I don't quite understand yeah. the D war thing because, it, okay, Horner may have a little bit better war, but I don't know that everyone, it's that um, big difference. Like that's yeah, the, it's defensive. And I only bring it up because it's up. so confusing. Yeah, yeah. Well, FanGraph and Baseball Reference they have their own wars, right? B war, F war, and they measure defense in completely different ways. Um, not to go back to Schwarber, but I remember one year, his best year with us, he had a 3.2 war, and that was because his defense was really good. And the next year, his offense was better, but the war was down, and everyone's like, well, the war was down because his defense went down. And I'm like, why did his defense go down? I look further into it. You get penalized as, I don't know how they do this with infielders, but you get penalized as an outfielder if people stop running on you. You remember, Schwarber was throwing a lot of second. So then people figured out, oh, this guy's got a good arm and he's accurate. Let's stop taking the extra base. That's kind of like penalizing you because you're no longer getting those putouts. But doesn't that yeah. make you a good outfielder when you're holding the guys to a single as opposed to a double? So there's it, weird stats like that. That it's like the shut. It's like the shutdown corner in football, and yeah, they just quit get throwing that side, and so then his stats look terrible. Yeah, but I I, I did want to also bring up the number one uh, shortstop in D War. Is Tommy Edmond from St. Louis? He's got a two point three D WAR. I can believe that. Okay, but he's played thirty nine games. Well, maybe maybe get more shots at it. I don't know. I don't know how it's. I mean, yeah. How do you get two point three WAR when you've played thirty less games than Nico Horner? Uh, He's got two hundred. No, he's got almost a hundred less chances. You know. Of course, he's got a higher percentage, I guess, percentage on the putouts. But yeah, his fielding percentage is higher. And his range factor is the highest. It might but be yeah, large, again, it's just weird stat. that the D War is another. It's like, you know, uh, what seven point seven? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. But I, okay. I will say this: White Sox fans were booing Javi all weekend. I'm going to bring this up, and that uh, was beautiful. I loved it. He used to be on the Cubs, and uh, I, you'd appreciate this, Joe. This is from Ryan Tomer. He tweeted this out. White Sox fans booing Javi all weekend because he used to be on the Cubs is an event designed in, in a lab to confirm every single negative stereotype about Sox fans. Doesn't surprise me. Not, when when I saw his tweet and I saw several people being like, I don't get it. Why would they boo him? It makes no sense. And I'm like, because he was a Cub. That's all that matters. He was a Cub. Yeah, they yeah. hate the Cubs more than they love the Sox, and that's the way it's always been. And, look, I've got some Sox fans that I'm super good friends with, guys that I love, women that I love. and But that's the truth of it. They're not, they're not. I'm not saying everyone's like that. There's some great Sox fans out there. But the vast majority and part of their persona is that they are a, the stepchild of Chicago, 
right? Mm. The, the Cubs were owned by the Tribune, so the Tribune gave them more ink, and even the Sun-Times wanted to follow suit, and the Cubs were on WGN. All the best celebrities were Cubs fans, and you know they had all that going for them. And that's why when people tell me, wait, you don't root for the Sox if the Cubs aren't in it? I'm like, no, I don't, because they root against – you know how many bars on the south side were celebrating when the Cubs were down three games to one to Cleveland? I would never. I, yeah, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much I despise them. Yeah, yeah. I loved the video of Javi at first hit that yeah, little right. single, and then everybody's booing, and he's like, you know, like bring it on. And, yeah, I loved it. That's so good. He's well, the uh, th- there's your "Where Are They Now?" segment. It's it's not this. Is, it's kind of a depressing segment. Chris Bryant's been heating up. You see that? Yeah, he hit like gonna, five home runs in five days or something He might be like NL that. Player of the Week when they announce it. Yeah, probably will. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be back with Heather Linington-Noble, who's going to talk about the Orioles, which is her favorite baseball team. So we'll be right back. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Uh, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are, are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year, and uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sun Ranto Show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sun Ranto Show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. 
So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Ranto Show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link i did find out recently that i actually can uh to, can make a StubHub link to specific tickets and uh i know people have been asking me about friday everybody wants to go to bucket hat day at wrigley field everybody wants that freaking bucket hat and so people are like, hey, where should I sit? Where? How can I get tickets? And it's all quite expensive. That's going to be a big game. The weather looks freaking perfect. So I thought that tonight I was going to drop a link right here in the chat of what I think are great tickets. These are 40 bucks with the fees. And it's in uh, section – these tickets are in section 307, upper deck box, which is midfield right behind third base. It's in row three. And I just dropped the link to him in the chat. So if you're going to go Friday, I would suggest picking up those tickets. Um, there were some other ones that I was going to drop too, but they got sold. That's how that Friday game is going. I know, Michael, you were like, oh, I want to go Friday. I'm like, oh, that's a rough one. I don't think we're going Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah like, I don't know why the Mets coming to town is driving the prices like this. Because they're a good whatever. baseball team. And we're, and, uh, we're going to talk to Uncle Mike about the Mets on Wednesday at 2 o'clock central um so if you're around then you can see our 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 met fan friend uncle mike with a preview but with this preview we're going to talk again about the orioles who we played one time with heather lightington noble welcome to the sun ranto show heather this is joe joe heather Hello. Yeah. And and I will name. apologize, Heather. I have been just fucking just going off talking. I won't shut up and you've had to wait. That's all on that's on me. Sorry it's about okay. That. I was able to figure out what was going on with my mic and uh headphones. Yep, it's all working <laughs> so, now. It's all good now. So the, or- the Orioles are a five hundred last place team. It, yeah, it's weird. They're forty three and forty four in last place. They would be in second place yeah. in the AL Central, third in the West, and really the reason why is because they kind of they play bad on the road. And uh, they play; uh, they'd be second in NL Central 
too. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> um, Listen, I, I think and the if Yankees, they were second in the NL Central, they'd be the favorites. Yeah, the Yankees farm team would be in second in the NL Central, I think, right now. But um, yeah, you're tw- eighteen and twenty-seven on the road, which is what kills you. Twenty-five and seventeen at home, which the Cubs saw that when they got their butts kicked by the Orioles uh, last month. So what what is it about the road games that has you under 500 at that situation? Because that's the difference right now, being uh, 500 or not, um, or over 500. Playing the Yankees six times already in Yankee right. Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> ran into that buzzsaw. Well, a- I mean, we, we, got, we won one of those, but that's one win and five losses. So if, if – we'd played a different team one of those times instead of the Yankees, then we'd probably be over 500. Well, and you're playing hot right now, uh, eight game winning streak right now, longest streak since 2005. So that's 17 years uh, since they've done that eight game winning streak. And uh, I went down a couple of rabbit holes. Well, first (laughs) let me ask you like, what's going on right now? What's the positive kind of, feedback loop that's happening to win eight games Cubs I don't think of one more than three I think that everybody feels like it's just vibes like this team is all positive vibes and it's kind of a funny thing to say as somebody who's like a a baseball nerd and can pull out stats and whatnot but just the amount of positivity on this team is pretty remarkable. And I'm somebody who strongly believes in clubhouse chemistry and that these kinds of dynamics can make a big difference in how a team is playing. Trust trust me. We all get that. We were watching the Cubs late 2014 through 2015. And, and that team was all, all vibes. It was, Uh, it was almost more fun than 16. When people ask Brandon Hyde and other and the players and whatnot what they think the difference is, and basically all of them say in response that they think that it's an, a vibes thing, that it's all a manner of positivity. And if you today they're up in Chicago, they got there already, and they spent the day like on a boat in the uh, in the lake architecture tour. Or oh, the lake. Uh, oh, oh no, they're... no, just like. Flopping all out like bottle of Jaeger in one hand, holding <laughs> on to the back of the. Uh, I, 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 so we're gonna get it a, a, hung, a hungover Orioles team tomorrow. Yeah. It sounds they, like they, they get a they get a much better architectural tour than the rest of us. Yeah one one thing I kind of had forgotten about the Orioles was their history, and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole last night looking at it. But they were the St. Louis Browns before they ended up. In, in, which was the AL team of St. Louis for a while. Fun fact, the Orioles do not recognize the St. Louis Browns as part of their history and do not include St. Louis Browns stats in Orioles stats. Wow. Now, which, why is that? I like yep. it. Because which the is, Browns were fucking terrible. Yep, which is why <laughs> the Cardinals actually have a statue of a St. Louis Browns uh, Hall of Famer in their Garden of Legends, even though – that St. Louis Browns team had nothing to do with the Cardinals, but if they don't like tell that story, then the it's Orioles not will not. No, no. The, the Orioles, for, to the Orioles, the Orioles have only existed since 
1953 or 54, whichever those two years were. Yeah, there was no before that. I believe. Yeah. And then uh, the, but the, uh, that original franchise, and this is something ball Hawk Dave brought up to me just the other day when we were making fun of the Brewers is that, the Orioles were also the Milwaukee Brewers. Well, the Browns were the Milwaukee Brewers for one year, 1901. Yeah. They were called the Milwaukee Brewers, a major league baseball team. Uh, I guess in the American League? Was it American League? Yeah. Yeah. A- and before they became the Browns. So just a little bit. And then the other bit of a rabbit hole, I, uh, I remembered this, but you lost to the Mets in 1969, which was the big disappointing year for a lot the of amazing uh, mess. The amazing mess. mess. That was a hundred and nine win team. Hundred and nine yeah. and fifty three lost to the hundred win Mets. So I don't even know if the Cubs beat the Orioles. So like for all the old timers out there <laughs> that are like, I think that's a word. I mean, the, there's no amazing Mets, but I think the Orioles win that one. Quite yeah. frankly, well, it's you nice know, to get Danny, there though. So. <laughs> and another, they're both one in seventy though, right? They won they did in, win in seventy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 83. Yeah. And, and Davey uh, Johnson, longtime manager of the Mets, was on that Orioles team. So, right. Yeah. So, a little little bit of that's just a the, baseball the, thing. The Orioles have, a, have had, I think, like three different Dave Johnsons. So, oh, it could be a different <laughs> Davey Johnson. <laughs> right. It could be every single one that has been played in baseball has played on the Orioles. Played on the Orioles at some point. Well, so. ex- except for Dexter Fowler, who almost played on the Orioles. Wow. At time. He was announced as the <laughs> Orioles in a three-year deal, and he ended up on the Cubs instead. And we, you know what? We, that goes that goes back to those vibes because, he, yeah, he was supposed to be in the Orioles. When he walked into Cubs spring training that year, it was, like, crazy. The team went nuts. And – uh also, full disclosure, my I, I lived outside of Washington, D.C. when I was a little kid from ages one to seven or eight, something like that. So my first team was the Baltimore Orioles. There's a little baby throwing a picture of me. I think this was my mm-hmm. maybe sixth or seventh birthday. Got a little, a little my look little Orioles Danny hat. That Orioles hat the, I literally look like a young the, Earl Weaver. Yep, I do. The, you do. The, the Packers polo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was my first team back. So I I I loved them, and then we moved to Chicago, and then the Orioles beat the White Sox in '83, and I was trying to be. That's right when we moved to Chicago, so I wanted to be a White Sox fan because I was like, oh, I got to be all Chicago, and my you know my uncle's a White Sox fan, so I'll be a White Sox fan. And then the Orioles beat them. Um, like, no, nope. and, and I was like, and, and I was so mad. I'm like, my old team beat my new team, and like. So I ripped up all my 1983 Orioles uh, baseball cards, including my Cal Ripken rookie. Oh, no. And I ripped oh them God. up like nope. a crazy person. So anyway, that, that's my Orioles story. So I, I go way back with the Orioles, like way back. <laughs> Deep-seated childhood trauma with the Orioles. Um, so uh, And then it just continued when we played you in at uh, Camden Yards this year, and you beat us 9-3. to three. 
The other game was rained out, but it's going to be. Yeah, I sat August. there with my dad for like two and a half hours, wondering if uh, if that game was ever going to happen until they finally called it, and we were like, uh, "Well, this was nice, uh, fun father daughter time of sitting here in the rain <laughs> waiting for this <laughs> game to get called." At least get drunk <laughs> with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. Uh, you know, it, it must be vibes because it's not the offense. You got the fourth lowest OPS in the major leagues. You have average oh, homers, Santander and Mountcastle. Uh, yeah. They have 15 and 14 home runs. So it's not like you got some big boppers up the middle like some of these yeah. other teams. Uh, you do have the fifth most doubles. You got three guys with more than 20 uh, Mountcastle, Hayes, and Cedric Mullins. You don't walk much, you strike out a lot. And the Cubs have scored more runs, but yet you have a better record in a tougher division. So what the hell is in the water in Baltimore? Uh, I think that Chris Holt is a genius, our pitching coach. That's my main thought there. The the Orioles starting pitching over the last, I think, month or so – I don't remember what the, I was trying to find the exact date again and it disappeared on me completely. But for the last you know, 30 days or nearly 30 days have the best ERA for starting pitching in the league. So they, uh, well, it's, it's under the team ERA is under four, which is better than the Cubs are doing. Um, yeah. And you have the fifth best bullpen in the major yeah. leagues right now by ERA three twenty five. And, uh, and it, but it's not like we also have the most used bullpen. Yeah, our, our I bullpen has pitched the most innings out of any teams by like the top five, huge well, margin, and are still top five. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It's still top five, third most innings pitched in MLB. Cubs are second, I believe. The Rays are first right now, um, and uh, yet, and. And all of that, with with just 13 more innings pitched, the Cubs have 13 more innings pitched out of the pen. Um, 21 more homers the Cubs have given up out of their pen. So, yeah, whatever your bullpen's doing, it's not what our bullpen's doing. Then this bullpen is made up of, it's like a bunch of waiver claims. Uh, and then, I'll put it up here so everybody can see. Yeah. So Keegan Aiken, we actually drafted him. And then we have... Waiver claim, um, Lopez, Jorge Jorge. Lopez, who's who's going to be a representative to the All-Star game this year. So two years ago, he was DFA'd, and then this year he's going to be an All-Star, which that tells you uh, things have shifted a little bit for him. Dylan Tate we got in the Manny Machado trade and is like the one, one of the few pieces that we got in 2018 that seems like is actually working out. Um Bautista, we signed when he was like 20 or something like that out of the Dominican 177 Republic. earned run average this year. Yeah. 35.2 innings pitched. And Felix Bautista, he just he throws these 101-mile-per-hour fastballs with such ease that it looks like he's putting no effort whatsoever into it. And, and then Brian Baker, Joey Creeble, CNL Perez, all of them are waiver claims. Wow. And then, so. then that's pretty much who's taking the bulk of your innings. Then it drops way down. Uh, Cino yeah. Perez being the lowest of all the guys you mentioned with 28 innings pitched. And then it yeah. kind of drops off from there. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, wow. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> spitting spit mud and Band-Aids and a great pitching coach, I guess. Or cheating. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to accuse you of cheating. 
Um, now, defensively, both teams kick it around quite a bit. The Orioles have the third most errors in the league. Cubs are seventh most errors. Uh, however, uh, you do turn a lot of double plays in that uh, middle of the field, fourth most in the majors. Cubs yeah. only one fewer. Uh, it, but the Cubs have the sixth worst defensive efficiency ratio, and the Orioles have the ninth worst. So they're not really defensive juggernauts, I would say. Well, I, our, the Orioles' outfield defense is absolutely phenomenal. It's probably – if it's not the best, it's one of the best in the league. And one of the things with the infield defense is that a lot of those uh, errors that have been given up have been given up by the player who on our team who has the strongest defensive numbers. So he's got like the, the fifth best defensive war in the entire league or something like that, Jorge Mateo, but has also given up like half of the errors because he can make all of the really impressive, crazy saves. But the most routine of plays is where he will stumble and what he ends up getting his errors on. Wow. Um, That's weird how that happens like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so... The uh, the weather is seemingly supposed to be pretty nice for these couple of games. I think they'll they'll get them both in. There'll be no people sitting like you at the <laughs> the rain out. Um, so that means if uh, th- that tickets will probably it's still like a lot of people are still off. They're taking their vacations right now. A lot of tourists in town. So I would suggest if you're looking at StubHub for tickets. Well, first of all, you got to use our link at sunranta.com slash StubHub, but also you should probably get your tickets sooner than later. I've, I have a feeling some of these prices are going to take off this week, people going out and enjoying the ball game. Um, Jordan Lyles is going to go in game one, five and seven with a 450 against Adrian Sampson, who's got no record, but Sampson. a 291 ERA. Uh, Lyles in his last two starts only gave up one run in each game, as you referenced uh that they have the, one of the lowest ERAs in the majors over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he went six innings and 6.1 innings in the last two games. Uh, Wilson Contreras has seen him a little bit, four for seven. I think it's because when he was on the Cardinals. Yeah. Four for seven with right. two two home runs. So if you're going to pick somebody in this game, pick Wilson. Yeah. He sees Lyle Lyle's well. Uh, Samson, last time he went out there, one run on five hits, went 5.1 against Milwaukee, pitched well. Chirinos has a double, but there's really nothing to see. I haven't seen him too much. Um, tell us about Jordan Lyles. And- uh, Jordan Lyles has an arm that's made out of rubber and cannot die. That seems to be the main thing. <laughs> he, he's the guy who was the main, the Orioles' main free agency signing during the offseason, and everybody was like, what? Um, he's your classic innings eater, um, but is also outperforming expectations. Like he's been pitching pretty well and eating up those innings. And um, he's just created an impression that everybody is a big fan of. The The bullpen pitchers all made shirts with his face on them that say world's best dad underneath and they wear them all the time together. Vibes. So that's the sign of the, vibes. So both, yeah. There's Anytime a team vibes. makes a shirt, there's yeah. vibes there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, it, if a face shirt, that's that's some good vibes. So 
uh, he goes out there. He wants to throw 130 pitches every game if he can. Like, you know, he. Cotton's type of guy. Yeah. Uh, how he does I, it, I, do, I don't know. Yeah, I but, do like the competitors. Yeah. Well, I like the guys who can actually do it, too. Well, our guy Adrian Sampson has has been doing pretty well this year, but he's not supposed to be on the team. He's, you know, he's he wasn't ever supposed to be part of the Chicago Cubs starting rotation. Yet here we are. So good luck they to us. Developing him. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't though. That was the thing. It was they, just like Burrell. They brought him up, and they're like, "Oh wait, is this guy good? What were we doing with him down there?" Well, so. I mean, but isn't Adrian Sampson kind of old? He's thirty years old. I mean, this. Yeah, is, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jordan so, Lyles. So is, so is every rookie from last year. Yeah, more well, <laughs> twenty-two. So we got one young guy there. So, mm-hmm. and then in game two, Spencer Watkins, who I had not heard of, two and one with a four fifteen versus I don't freaking know. Neither do the Cubs. Has that, that been announced? Because Spencer Watkins was like a thirtieth round pick, so. Not somebody that most people will have heard of. Just the fact that he's up here pitching in the majors is pretty impressive because most 30-round picks never see the yeah. No, but, it, yeah. I mean, this this looks like it'll play. It is His last three games, 17.2 innings pitched, he's only given up two earned runs. Right. He went on the IL, and then he came back fixed. Got a so. <laughs> ninety-five mile per hour fastball. Yeah. Got a eighty-five slider, a curve at seventy-six. So he's like mixing speeds. Got a cutter. No Cubs have ever seen him. And I guess I mean, would Mark Leiter Jr., our other guy that's not supposed to be on the team, be the guy that I mean <laughs> he did pitch point one innings in relief. I don't know if he'll be ready. He did that on Sunday. I don't know if he's fine by Wednesday. So how many starting pitchers do you guys have right now? Uh, seven, basically. I, what's weird? Stroman's back now. Smiley's back. So define starting be... pitcher. Yeah, right. Yeah, five well, guys we had too. out there. You know, <laughs> right. the yeah, I, I... and the lighters. Yeah, we have we have four starting pitchers. Um. So, and yeah. and then I guess Austin Voth has been thrown out there into that like opener role though. He did pitch a full five innings. So you, so you've got four consistent starters and then, so what do they do on the fifth day? Is it like a bullpen day or do they keep bringing people up? Yeah. It's a, it's a bullpen game. Yeah. No, they've, they've had Austin both open it for the last like six games or something. I'll put up the bullpen numbers again. Cause you have, uh, looks like, Seven different guys with already 28 innings. And Keegan Aiken, 50 innings pitched already out of the pen. Right. Well, Keegan Aiken and Jorge Lopez are both former starters converted into bullpen pitchers. So they can both basically go out there like as much as possible. Difference being that Lopez is closer and Aiken is long relief. So they just throw... They've just been throwing Aiken out there like whenever necessary. So he's then it's working. Then it's working. Yeah, it's amazing. You guys are. If you were not in that division, somebody made a comment in the chat saying that you know we say you'd be in second place in the NL Central, but actually because you'd be playing the NL Central, right? (laughs) You'd probably be in first freaking place, and you'd have a lot more wins. 
So Terry says in the chat, I've been assured that the vibes that the Cubs are lacking this season will roll over to next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't know. How, how can you r- roll over yeah. what's not One, there? Well, one of the players brought in a T-shirt, and they're like, no, 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 save that for 2023. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy was not going to be here. He's going to get traded. So um, any any kind of uh, predictions uh, what what will happen in this game? Joe, what do you what do you think the Cubs bounce back in this one? Or well, hearing um, both you saying all the stats for the Orioles and and Heather confirming and adding her take, I think we're going to split because the Orioles are the epitome of a 500 ball club. I mean, literally everything you described, I'm like, yeah, this all describes a 500 ball club. You know, not that good offense, elite bullpen. Like you know, everything is like here, here, here. I think the Cubs win the first game, and then Baltimore takes the second, and yeah. Split, a split series. I think the Orioles are never going to lose a game again because I that, that <laughs> I mean, I, that's got to be the vibe I've got to go for. Because, I mean, if you're going to win eight in a row, why stop? You just go out the rest of the season. That's how we feel right? about losing games in a row. We're just like, hey, we're never going to, we're never going to win again. <laughs> now, well, lose the ball. So this I, is- I'm still scarred from the one game that the Cubs played in Baltimore. It was ugly. Like the Cubs looked terrible yeah. in that game. It was not. It's not good. I mean, no, it was. It was. For it was, me, but not it was for absolute you. garbage for the. And so, based on that performance, I don't know how they win. But yeah, they have been playing better since. Like it's recently, still baseball. But- the bad team always ends the winning streak. I feel like whenever a team's on an eight nine game winning streak, they don't lose to a first place team. They oh lose yeah, to a joke of a team. The Braves came in on that 14-game winning streak. Yep. The Cubs were at an 11-game winning streak, and the Cubs Losing. beat them two out of three. Now, yeah. see, oh, yeah. the, Orioles have, the Orioles have one more to go for, and I think it was 13 games, a 13-game win streak sometime in the 90s, and I think that is the longest win streak in Orioles history. I'm... But that's the next milestone. So I think that they have to go for at least 14 consecutive wins to, so that they can like make the next step of history. That's what these guys, that's what these guys are all about. So I'm, you know, I'm all about them just going undefeated into the all-star break. So <laughs> are they going to be buyers? Um, no, I don't think so, but they might be less of sellers than people thought they were going to be. Two games back of a wild card. Right. Yeah. And the so they have Are a bunch of teams going? that they have a, a bunch of games left against the Rays and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Uh and the Blue Jays and the Rays both right now are playing bad baseball. So no offense to Rays and Blue Jays fans, but the, the Rays don't have any fans, so you offended nobody. Right. Oh yeah, you guys are twenty fourth attendance at sixteen thousand five fifty two per game. The Cubs are eighth at thirty two thousand six forty four. Yeah, we got bumped up from a couple nice weekends. Boston fans raided Wrigley Field and really kind of bumped those numbers up. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully uh, people start showing up, especially if you're in the hunt and like if beautiful there's that, that vibe and stuff because well, it's a beautiful just, park. We just had the most attended weekend series um, since 2018, since the whole 
getting bad thing happened that was not games that were versus the Red Sox or the Yankees. So this past weekend, and that's pretty cool. I think that, and I went to the games on Friday and Saturday, and there were a ton of people there who clearly hadn't been to a baseball game in years and were finally getting out and coming out to to the park and hearing about things. So I've got to keep on this whole, like, no, they're never going to lose again vibe because I think that's what the team needs and that's what the fan base needs. And it would really piss Buster Olney off, and that would bring me some joy, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that, too. Uh, somebody's asking in the chat where the tickets were for Friday. They're actually sold, it looks like, uh, but there is another section uh there, there's some other ones. I'll, I'll, I'll drop, I'll drop it in the, uh, in the chat, but, but at the end of the show of, of another pair of tickets that was from David Elliott. But, um, well, thanks, uh, Heather for coming on the show and, and talking to us about the Orioles. Uh, it, you, at some point, I guess we'll recap this series. We'll, we might yes. do, I was thinking a Twitter, we might try to do a Twitter space on Wednesday night after the game. If it's not like a crazy late game and, and you know, whatever we start at 11, but right. we like going on those Twitter spaces and just kind of hanging out with the fans and talking to everybody. So I'll definitely make sure that you're invited to that. Cause I'm sure Excellent. we'll be talking about what happened in this series, but um, thank you so much for coming on and uh, good luck to your Orioles. Like I, I kind of hope that, you know, I love a good underdog. Yeah. So, and as, and it's what my first team. So, Little little six year old Danny, very very much a fan of what's going on with your your vibe team. Such a great picture. And while I hope that we sweep you guys, after that I hope you guys go out and do some winning. Yeah, against, <laughs> against the Mets. Yes, go sweep the Mets. <laughs> you you will be hearing a lot about our team, and it will not be good. <laughs> well, well, thanks. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday night, hopefully. Yes, thank you so much. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks. Couple quick announcements, and we'll get out of here. Uh, Michael, you got some. We got the All Star Game prize, but it didn't really work out. You only got like four. Four. Well, no, I uh, I had ultimate. Ultimately, I had seven. Sort of seven. All right, that's enough. I had, We're giving away yeah. a book. We're giving away I, the teammate book. I had five true ones and then two that tried to sneak in late. But you you figure out how they're getting in. I we're giving that. away we're giving away the bobblehead. We're giving away the uh the David Ross book. It's the, the David Ross special. We need we need to uh, get rid of this stuff before he gets fired. Yep. So, well, <laughs> well, I want to say everything must so go. the seven people we had uh really close. Everybody had nine or ten correct, except for one person who had eleven players correct, and that person was Bernie Barron. Oh, so Bernie, Bernie wins. Her on, she she sent me like three different. She's like, no, 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 that one wasn't good. Here, try this one. <laughs> but her third one came in early enough uh, before because uh, actually Corey Furlong and John Pekus. Both would have had 12, but when they sent it to me, Judge and Acuna were already in. It said right on their thing. 
so so I couldn't count those two. So they actually got ten, and you know, so if they had just gotten them in earlier, they might have actually had twelve because everybody picked uh, Judge and Acuna for the All Star team, like just across the board. Every person that came in. Well, we also got Uncle Mike. We're going to do a Mets preview. Uncle Mike's going to come in at 2 p.m. Central Time. That's on Wednesday. We'll go live, uh, do a do a little show with him. Uh, August 21st, save the date. Um, I was telling you to save August 7th. Save August 21st, but it's going to be a different kind of thing. There's a big announcement coming Friday. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this awesome thing that's going to be announced on Friday. So just little... Uh, Little pre plug. Uh, once again, Joe, you're going to go up to at Zany's. You'll be on the stage. There's a huge, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, that's a pretty big room. Yeah, it's a big club. So please buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, please buy tickets. <laughs> I really, if I get back in time, which I don't think I will, um, I will definitely come, but I'm not coming. <laughs> right by O'Hare. <laughs> I'm not coming. Yeah. Right by the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Take the blue line. Yeah, but definitely come, come, go see Joe. It's going to be awesome. And um, I got, I got one TFC. Uh, this flexing cube. I'm going to share real quick to uh, pitch. You got anything, Michael? I, 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 I don't. All right. So th- we just got this one. This Let's was actually one. said to be by by Crawley. Oh, uh, nice. Jim Jim seven seven three Chicago said for most Cubs fans. Number 28 prior to Suzuki is probably Ryan Terrio. For me, it's Mike Vale at Bruce Wolf Chicago at Barry Rosner. Bruce Miles says, um, Terrio never wore number 28. Discipio says, neither does Saya. And Hugh <laughs> said, neither did Mike Vale. <laughs> so I don't know what Jim B's smoking, but he's wrong about it. All the guys. <laughs> I love the idea that he just got everybody's number wrong. Yeah. I didn't that even is look hilarious. up to confirm that that was incorrect. I but, don't even know who Mike Vale is. That's one that – did that ring a bell for you guys? Am I just out of the loop on this? I know the name, but I couldn't tell you his number. That's a, it was a while ago. Yeah, so. I've heard of it. It's, that's like some 70s kind of stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I knew Terry was number two, though. I mean, that was – yeah. You still see Terrio jerseys around, unfortunately. The riot. <laughs> the riot. Yeah. yeah, that's why he sold those things. So if you've been hashtag chancing in the chat, then you have a chance to win a chance postcard sent to you by me. And I'm going to share my screen. So get in there. It's your last chance to do so to win your chance. I hope Bernie wins the chance and she wins the all. She just, just takes it all. Well, it certainly will. It'll certainly help my trip to the post office if that happens, because I will bundle it all in one thing. But uh, let's give it a whirl. is the winner and still champion. Expect, expect your chance. Expect. Expect your chance postcard in the mail. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for co-hosting on the Sun Ranto show today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you both for having me. I had a great time. Um, it's fun to talk baseball with you two gentlemen. Yeah. It, 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 no, it's, I love talking to you on Twitter when you haven't quit it. 
You got you got sometimes you quit Twitter, which is totally understandable. I quit for 25 days. I was about I think maybe 23 days. I was off Twitter and then I someone told me they go after 30 days, it's permanently gone. You won't be able to get it back. You can't reactivate it. Where like Facebook, you could delete it for like two years and then reactivate and everything's the same. And then I was like, shit, I have some cool people who follow me on Twitter. I don't want to lose those. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go back to it. And thankfully, I went back to it with a cooler head. And I just was in a mode where I'm like, I got to correct everyone for being wrong. And then I got angry. I think everybody were- needs to just take a good 25 days off Twitter every so often. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, everyone, uh, for uh, having me. You guys were great. Yeah, yeah and congrats, Bernie. I was – great job on the, the picks. Okay, yeah, congrats, Bernie. And uh, Prime Day tomorrow. Use our links, sunranto.com slash Amazon. Buy a lot of crap you don't need. And uh, and you can uh, win Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses and all sorts of other cool – I'm going to throw in some extra prizes too. This is a this is a big month. There's going to be a lot of competition if people are using the Prime. Um, so. Yeah, use the Prime. Get us some money. This is going to be a big month. We Because we know that this is the month everything good we've been holding on to will be destroyed for us. So this show is going to try and, like, lift your spirits by just giving you shit that we don't want. Yeah. So buy <laughs> stuff you don't need through our through our search. <laughs> Sunranto.com slash Amazon. So uh, that's it. Spagog, all Spagog. Spagog. with the fans now he needs the fans to go out and be voters come and give me in a hand vote hap vote hap vote hap to be the cubs all-star vote hap vote hap vote hap to be the cubs all-star Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. 
How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.